the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot On Breaking down the Patriots 2021 schedule. Um, I just posted some 10 quick thoughts. I guess we'll just start with that. Uh, my jumping off point was, uh, or one of the thoughts was, and, and I don't care about Tom Brady. Like everybody knows it's a big game, whatever. Like I didn't really care. Like it's a big game. It'll happen. Whatever. Um, the biggest regular season game in NFL history. And you're like, I don't care. Is it the biggest? Like that's what people, I, I mean, everybody's like, this is the biggest game of the season, this or any season or, Hardest like ticket. You a, the damn story. You told me it's the hardest ticket to get in the history of tickets. From like a from that perspective, from a game, like I think the game might stink. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't stun me. But the sneaky part that I think could stink is Tom Brady can be overly emotional. If he's overly emotional in that game, I think it could have an adverse effect on him and his team. I also, I think I've said this in previous. Everybody's like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever that they return their whole team. I'm not sure that's true. I think that can be hard to ramp it up week in and week out. And, Correct. you know, you don't have one of those. They can get junior... complacent saying like, we right. already did this. Like, yeah. And you don't have that junior say guy that, oh, he, he'd do anything to win a ring. And maybe he adds to the culture or tweaks the culture. And I know before we get whatever that Brady is probably still that guy, but it's not just about him. It's about everybody else. It's about, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronk, whoever else might be a little bit, as you said, complacent. Um, so, it, yeah, it wouldn't stun me if that game doesn't live up to the hype. But hype-wise, it's the closest thing we've had since the the Tuna Bowls, Bill Parcells, when yep. Parcells came back with the Jets. And we're going to get – can't there'll be 100 cameras on Belichick and Brady, and do they look oh. at each other? Do they go anywhere near each other like – not only that, just like the week leading up to it, like imagine how many, like if we're assuming we're back at the stadium, how many uh, cameras will be at Belichick's Wednesday oh. press conference? Who will and be? Then we're gonna analyze. You know, did Bill say Tom in the first sentence or the fifth, or did he say the quarterback's or doing did a great he, did job? He say, or... Did he say his name at all? Or... Right. It. I mean, it's going to be the most overanalyzed matchup in history. And now, and both those people involved, Bill and Tom. Uh, don't like like these hypeness like it's going to be the most generic quote about the game leading up to it of all time well with what brady's become it'll be generic quotes just to the media and then there'll be something on social media where he'll right. type it up or go crazy or do something or get a free boat out of it or whatever he's doing these days on on social media but okay so ryan hannibal wants to skip right past the bucks patriots so go ahead where do you want to go next well, I'll start with the season. I think it's a, uh, the start of the season. I think it's a fairly, I don't want to say easy, but it's a nice opening for the Patriots. Five out of the first seven games are at home. Some pretty, I don't want to say, the weaker opponents. You got the Jets twice, the Texans. So I would say, like, it, it shapes up for the Patriots to take it off to a good start. Yes. Um, I, I would agree. I mean, this is hard because, it's such, and I know this is every year, it's such a projection, but it's not always this type of projection. We don't know the quarterback. Even last year, I think we had more certainty once Cam arrived that Cam was the quarterback than you have now, right? Yeah, but I mean, I like guess not at this point. I was going to say, at this point last year, there was no Cam Newton. No, not at this. Well, 
at this point last year, you also had more certainty because the quarterback was Jarrett Stidham. And everybody was hyping him up as like a great guy, yeah. I guess not everybody. Some people thought Brian Hoyer was going to start at this point. Mm. I think Curran was on that bandwagon. There were a few people. There were some people on that bandwagon, yep. Um, So, I mean, right now we have no idea. I think most people are assuming it's Cam to start the year and assuming there'll be a transition at some point. Well, I don't know when that is. Like, the schedule doesn't, like, do them any favors in that sense. Well, since I did my tongue-in-cheek predict the schedule um, game-by-game win-win-loss-loss thing on weei.com, I had Mac Jones' first start week four against Tom Brady in the Buccaneers (laughs) at Gillette Stadium. Wait, wait. So things are so bad in the first three weeks, they they already pulled the plug? And you know, wait, wait, wait. You have them going two and one. So they're going to be a two and one team and, and change quarterbacks? Yeah, it's a little bit like the uh, the Dolphins last year. The offense wasn't great, and Mac Jones proved he's ready. Plus, I went with the Parcellian. You know, if they don't bark, uh, if they don't bite his puppies, they're never going to bite. Let's see if he can bite. P- throw him to the Crucible. See what happens. How he reacts to that week. Well, my thing was like the Dolphins was different because it was their bye week. Don't, right? Was that true? It was their bye week when they made the switch. I think it may. I mean, that's the traditional time to put a rookie QB in. And, and you're not doing it on week 14 this year. I mean, I guess you could, but then the season's over. So what's the point? Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be that late. I mean, I don't discount that it won't be two Alabama quarterbacks facing off on opening I was, day. I was going to say, I wouldn't shut the door on that either. I think it's, uh, it's more likely that it's noon, but there's, I wouldn't be shocked if Mac Jones starts week one. Where would you put that percentage? That Mac Jones starts week one, um, 20. I'd go a little higher. I think I'd go high 30s, like 35, 40%. um, Because I do. I think there's a chance that he comes in and he's ready. And, you know, I wrote the story where I did a little research last week, just rookies, first-round picks start for Bill Belichick. They play. That's almost every position. Now, yes, I know it's not quarterback. They've never had that opportunity to do that at quarterback. But everywhere else, whether it's, you know, tackle or corner or whatever position, you, if they take you because they need you in the first round and because they need you, they play you. And unless you get hurt or whatever, you're going to play, you're going to start. So, yeah, I think I think there's a decent chance. Now, that's what I'm interested in seeing is the training camp and the preseason and and how that play, you know joint practices, if those happen, like how that plays out, if Mac Jones just. He doesn't, I mean, yes, he has to developmentally take the job, but production-wise, he doesn't have to be great. No. Cam stunk. Like, he <laughs> yeah. just needs, to, right? He needs to do, the production can be bad or relatively just average. Everything else has to be good. Leadership, alpha, like, all of that has to be good. But the more we read and hear and see, and he's capable of that. Like, he has some of that, so... Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, well, again, it's so hard to say because we've never even seen him on the field. and We'll know more. Hopefully with OTAs, we can get there and see it. I think that everybody will have a better read on that. Like, and even just like how the reps are split, like training camp. Like if you can tell, like if how much time Mac Jones is getting with the ones, if, if Belichick is really giving that consideration, or if it's all cam, then I think that's probably a sign that, He's going to take his time with Mac Jones. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's the case either. So I think this is a, a kind of a wait and see. So getting back to your point, um, you know, a couple division games, even the Saints, 
who knows what they are. I mean, I kind of assume Jameis Winston will be their starter in yep. week three, but it could be the fullback. Who knows? Um, leading into that Bucks game. And then I said to you before we came on, the week five at Houston is, in my opinion, the most winnable game. Like, if they lose at Houston to – who's their quarterback? Uh, I don't even know who their quarterback uh, Who they draft? Davis Mills? Yeah, like, I think they have a veteran too. I forget. Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah, okay. If I don't care. If they lose to Houston – then this season is going to go off the rails. It's nothing like what I expect because I think this season is going to be competitive. Like, I don't think the schedule's easy. You know, I saw the number. It was 19th strength of schedule. According to who? I don't know. It's just a number. It's according well, to Well, I mean, everybody has, like ESPN had it as the sixth easiest last week. Um, But a lot of that is stupid. Like, yeah, I, Dak I, Prescott doesn't make the Cowboys different. You just take the, the Cowboys record. Correct. Rather than look at, no, 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 they got Dak Prescott back. I mean, clearly the NFL doesn't think the Cowboys are going to be a, a putrid team. They're in the opener against right. the Bucs. Right? And even like uh, the Chargers, like they're going to be a better team. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and I would say the Patriots would fall into that for other teams' schedules. Like yes. the Patriots were not a great team like, last year, but they're a totally different team now. They've changed everything. They still have questions at quarterback. So the whole strength of schedule – I think it's a pretty hard schedule personally. Yeah, I like everybody was hyping up how easy it was. When you look at it, it's, it's not like, there's not, there's not like a stretch where you say, Oh, they can like take a breath here and like kind of win some games. Like right after nope. the, the, before the Houston game, you got Tampa Bay. Then afterwards you have Dallas, which is probably going to be a tough game. Um, so, and even like Atlanta, and you have Tennessee after that. So, like, it's yep. not like they had – and even, like, Jacksonville, you got Buffalo and Miami on either side of that. There's no, like, stretch where you say, oh, they can kind of, like, coast through those games. No. And, and you know, Carolina I don't think is great. But Cleveland, I look at that game November 14th that – I think the Browns might be one of the best all-around teams in I football. I had that as my sneaky, like, best game besides the Bucks. Yeah. I feel weird saying that because I don't like to count on the Browns or Baker Mayfield or – you know, that whole back but they're good. I mean, they have talent and they were a playoff team last year with a lot of missing pieces. Right. So, you know, just looking at it, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, certainly to, you have also these second year quarterbacks, which, well, you have a lot of first and second year quarterbacks, which makes it kind of hard. You know, does Justin Herbert have sort of like a fallback year or does he build on what he was right. a year ago? Um, and then certainly the, you have the top two picks in the draft, three of your games against the top two picks in the draft, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Now, I think Zach Wilson's probably going to struggle. I think he's going to have tough times, especially against uh, Belichick and the Patriots. I just, I feel like he's going to be very, very overwhelmed with the looks he gets. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the first it's his first home start in week two and who knows what bill will throw at him. Like there's some unknown to the Patriots defense, so many new pieces, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then a guy like Trevor Lawrence at the end of the year, well, now Bill has a full season of tape on Trevor Lawrence to put to use as he schemes it up to try right. to, you know, and whatever his record is against young first year starting quarterbacks, yeah. first time starters, all that is very impressive for a reason. And I do think the defense is going to be better or, or bounce back to closer to what it, it could be or was a couple of years ago. Um, but like, again, the Chargers are a team. Wouldn't stun me if the Chargers are pretty damn good. I think they're well-rounded. I think we saw it last year. Like, they 
they're obviously the record didn't show, but they have, they're a talented team. I think if they've, they put together a decent off season, if their defense can be anything close to average, I think they're a team that could certainly contend. I'm not saying they could contend with the chiefs in that division, but they're still a playoff contender. And so I don't want to step on your, I know you're the, you're leading the 10. No, sure. Keep going. The, one of the things I said all along, and I think the NFL agreed with me in relation to the Brady game and then in relation to the Cowboys too, which Cowboys Patriots is a pretty marquee NFL game, America's teams oh, or whatever. Yeah. I think the NFL is a little bit worried that the Patriots might not be great. And that's why you saw those two games in the first, whatever it is, six and, weeks of and the season. Only three primetime games. That was my next thought. Right. So I, I think, you know, we've seen it with Vegas. Vegas numbers have come out and it's been what, nine, nine and a half wins right in there. Um, so a 500 team. Right. And well, there are no 500 teams anymore. 500 ish. Unless they're, you know, hockey teams or soccer teams and they're eight, eight and one or seven, seven. Say, and don't discount a tie. Three or whatever. Um, but I, I, the NFL is clearly not sold that the Patriots are all, and they shouldn't be because they don't have a quarterback. But I was also going to say, even just from like an entertaining standpoint, like they're not like a high, they don't have the quarterback. They don't have the ability to score 30 points a game. Like I, I can, I'm not surprised. I am surprised that it was only three, but I'm not surprised that they kind of devalue the Patriots this year. No, their biggest star is their head coach still is. And I'm sorry. I know Stefan Gilmore is a year removed from a defensive player of the year. And you know, who knows if he's still here at that point, it's looking more and more like maybe he will be, but even the guys they signed or the guys they added, or, I mean, their biggest star is probably Mac Jones because he's the quarterback, but you know, they don't – the tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, not stars. I mean, you know all. how those things go. Like the promos for the Sunday night games, do they ever show the uh, one of the cornerbacks of the team? No, it's always the quarterback or wide receiver, and the Patriots don't really have that. Right, They don't have, a, and they don't have a running back. I mean, right. I mean, I like Damian Harris. Uh, you know, I, He's not a star. He's not going to be on NBC's uh, promotional stuff for their Sunday night game. No, if a casual fan in wherever sees that and says – who the hell's Damian Harris? Like, right. yeah, he, unless they're from the they, South and the SEC, they have no idea who he is. From. Right. So yeah, I, I think the lack of star power, the lack of substance in terms of proving that they are back. And again, I think everybody agrees like uh, Vegas, the TV networks. I personally, you know, I banged out the record and I'm in line with Vegas and the TV networks. I think you haven't. Now the one caveat here too, is, we're also putting some stock in the Bills because, A, head-to-head, I think everybody now thinks the Bills are the better team. Yep. But also, if the Bills stumble, now the Patriots don't have to be great to be more in contention. Right. right. Like, if the Bills – if Josh Allen isn't, you know, an MVP candidate, if the Bills aren't, now, you know, kind of pencil them in as a double-digit playoff contending team, division title team every year, well, that changes everything because now if the Patriots go – Maybe they go nine and eight and the AFC East turns into like the NFC East is always where you go into the last week or two of the year and everybody's tied and everybody's fighting for the, the, the division title. I don't think that I, I personally, especially with Brian Dable being back in Buffalo for another year, I, I don't think the bills are just going to, the wheels are going to fall off and they're suddenly going to revert to their old ways. Well, and there's also the flex scheduling too. Like they can very easily move like that Titans game. November yep. 28th to 8 o'clock game, um, the Bills game, the game at, at Gillette, December 26th. So they have the ability to flex those out. I think they did that purposely. If the Patriots are good, they have the ability to flex those games. So 
that's the beauty of flex scheduling. Like there's going to be teams that they have projected to be good and they're not. So it, the flexibility is there. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Patriots end up with more than three primetime teams. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's now week five, right? Yeah, it's earlier it's this year. Flex, yeah, it's flex scheduling. So, I mean, that's good for everybody involved, whether we look at Patriots oh, game or just across the casual league. fan. Yeah. Yeah, you just you you want that involved. All right, what was your next uh, nugget on 10 thoughts? Well, I, I don't know if it's next, but my toughest stretch, I, I'm skipping to the end, is to the way that they closed the year. I said, like, how they always say football always starts on Thanksgiving in Foxborough. I think that's the case this year. You have games against the Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins to close the year. That's a tough stretch. I know you have your buy in there, but you're facing pretty much all teams who probably are going to be in playoff contention. And I don't know. I thought it was also a little bit quirky that you're playing the bills um, twice in a month. So just that's my toughest stretch. Uh, yeah, I would agree. That is the toughest stretch. Now you do have the long buy in there. Cause I think you're coming off. A, isn't it a Monday? What is it? What's the Who? long? What's... Yeah. Your, your, your bye week. It's yeah. Oh, it's Thursday. After, no, it's after the Monday night game. Oh yeah, yeah. So it is Monday. You get the bye week. So you don't you don't get stuck with a December. Well, and even their 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 mini buy the Thursday game doesn't come till November eighteenth. So like even that's right. late in the year. So you're you're they're kind of going full no time off from September until November whatever eighteenth. Right. I think the buys start week six. So they're on. I don't know if they're the last week, but they're one of the last weeks yep. of the buy, which. Who knows how it all, as you said, if you wanted to put the rookie in, would you like to have had an earlier buy or a midseason buy to put Mac Jones in? If you're rolling with Cam, maybe you like it, but if injuries start to pile up, you start to get worn down. I mean, you, the buy is one of those things when you look back at it. I mean, I think everybody would like to have it in the middle of the, the middle of the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely their toughest stretch. Cause I think, I mean, again, I am giving the bills credit as being, back to what they what they not maybe yeah. not as good but they're going to be probably the favorite in the division for the entire favorite in the division but also like i think they're going to be a contender in the afc I, like i don't put them up there with the chiefs right but but they're in I that next category 100 they're in that next group and to face them twice in a month late in the year and if if the patriots are a 500 team two losses to the bills in a month late in the year like that changes your season right you you need to split those division battles or whatever. So that could be sort of altering your perception as to what you are at that point in the season. That Atlanta game, I also don't discount. I, that's another one where, yeah, they're the Falcons who had the fourth pick in the draft, blah, blah, yep. blah. It won't stun me if they bounce back a little bit. You're down there, short week, home. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying the Falcons are going to be great this year, but I think people are sleeping on Atlanta. They're not going to be, they're not going to be a team with the number four pick in the draft again next year. Right. And, you know, I joked in my thing, like who knows which team Julio Jones is playing for on that Thursday night game, the Patriots yep. or the, the Falcons. But historically, I know it's trended a little differently recently, but historically Thursday night, you wanted to be the home team and yep. the Falcons are the home team there. The Patriots strength theoretically is going to be on defense, right? So, the, the Falcons' strength is theoretically going to be on offense. 
see how that goes. I mean, can you can you get into a, a mini shootout with with the Falcons if they right. put points on the board? I don't know that the Patriots like the Titans game. I think the Titans want to run the ball. You want to run the ball. That could be a fourth it's, quarter tight game where right. you make one play and you win. Right. You're built to play the Titans. I don't know if you're built to play the Falcons, really. Yeah. Well, and also, I don't. It could be the so-called trap game. Like you're coming off the game against the Browns, who could be very good. You could be looking ahead to the Titans, who are probably going to be a good team. So yeah, that, that's a game that people might look as oh, an easy win, but I don't think that's the case at all for the reasons you mentioned as well. Well, I may be over. Okay, let's 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 get this. Do you have anything else you needed to get to right away? Um, no, not not right away. But I, I'll bring it up because it was sort of the same thing um, along the same lines the of the bye week. There's that buy between the last preseason game and week one. Like, I wonder if Bill might do something like actually give the team off that week because of the late buy and the late Thursday game. Um, like, because just going from uh, from July until whatever I just said, November 18th is a very, very long stretch. Well, I, I agree. The only thing I would say, there is a little bit of a window built in at the end of the preseason. There's like, oh, wait, what'd you say? Yeah, I said at the end of the preseason, between the end of the preseason and week one. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bye week. No, no. I'm saying that Bill Bill might give the team off, like, or not maybe the entire week, but like four days off then to sort of. Yes. Know what's going on. I think it's ahead. a lot. Yeah. I think it's a lot because I think he also wants to go to Nantucket for four or five days. I, I mean, I'm, I'm only half joking. Like, I think where he's at in his career, and I think he's kind of quietly, subtly done this in past preseasons, is built in little, like, two- and three-day windows where he could sneak off, sneak off to Nantucket. Um, and I think he'll do that again. But, yeah, that – so it's 12, 13 is – it, is it a full 14-day – what is it? Well, their last they pre- have. yeah, it's a it's a full fourteen day because their last yeah, pre- two weeks the game is on a Sunday, right? So it's a full two weeks, and you know you're paring down the roster. Yeah, uh, they will have significant time off at some place in there. I'd have to assume, especially, you know, I know James White brought it up the other day, the idea of joint practices, and you look at their their pre-season. preseason schedule. I mean, it's set up for East Coast teams, short trips. NFC East, so you're not worried about and you know, familiarity. Yeah, Joe Judge, like they've done it with the Eagles in the past. They haven't they the done Red it with Eagles. the Panthers. They, uh, I could be wrong. I, that just jumped out at me that they might have. Yeah, but they don't pr- play the Panthers in the preseason. Oh, why do I think they play the Panthers in the preseason? No, it's the Redskins, Eagles, and Giants. Oh, because I was thinking Ron Rivera. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, they've they've. They've had joint practices with all three of those teams yes. in the preseason in the past. And obviously the Joe Judge relationship with New York, that would seem to be a logical like a layup. Yeah. Well, the only thing is, and I don't know with the new three-game schedule, oh. like they used to always do them early. Yeah. Like it was always like the first two weeks. Were yeah, the it was never a last week. It was usually two and three. But now it's with the two weeks off. and I, I don't think it matters. So I, yeah. I wouldn't discount the last game. Right. It's all different. So – you know, it'll. I think coming off of that, they will have, as you said, some extended time. Okay, I want to get to interrupt. It. No, no, no. I, that, that was good. Uh, I want to get to it now, though. So I did mine in print on wei.com. If you're interested, 
I finished with a nine and eight record. Um, pretty much a back and forth wins and losses alternating. I think I had one two game winning streak, one you know two game losing streak. And then you have them going what? Eleven and six. Wow, a little optimistic, no? Well, like I said to you, and we discussed this off air. I had the sort of toss up games going to the Patriots. You probably had the toss up games going to the opposition. Like, well, I'm, but more importantly, do you have the toss up games going to or against Cam Newton or to or against Mac? Like in your mind, how are they getting there at the quarterback position? I, I didn't really give it much thought when I was <laughs> doing it, but. I, I'm of the of the mind that this is probably gonna be Cam Newton's team. All year. Um, yes. Okay, we need to get into that later too, because Mike Lombardi both agrees and disagrees with you completely. And he also agrees on which on... rookie quarterback he's talking about. Right. I had that written down. <laughs> um I I don't think it's Cam's team. I think Cam will be lucky to start the year as the the starter. Well, see, that's where my thing is. Like, I I think it's like Whoever starts the year, I kind of want to say is going to finish the year. Like I have it, I find it hard to envision a scenario where Bill in the middle of the season just hands it over to Mac Jones. Yeah, but why? I mean, A, he always plays rookie first round picks, but B, quarterbacks always play across the league. The only guy of the last 18 who didn't start a game was Jordan Love last year. He was, he was behind the MVP. And he was also, whatever, 29th or whatever. And the other guy who didn't play much was Patrick Mahomes. Started the finale, meaningless. He was coming in with Alex Smith, who had won 12 games the year before, who was a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback who was getting better every year in Kansas City. Cam Newton is none of that. Cam Newton oh, is – remember, we spent – when did we really – I mean – Late October, around Halloween, from Halloween on, let's say last year, why is he playing? Why is he starting? He stinks. He's not entertaining. Like, I just can't envision that same scenario playing out with Mac Jones on the bench and Cam just continuing to start. Well, I, can't. I, I have that. I have Newton being better than he was last year. <laughs> and And also, like – I'm okay with Mac Jones playing. I just think it needs to be week one. Like, I just – I get the sense that Bill really values Newton in the locker room and how he's viewed with that. And, like, I don't – I think he's wary of the message he would send to the team by pulling the plug on Cam in the middle of the season. What, like we're trying to win? Well, the why did he do it – why didn't he do it last year? Well, he didn't have as obvious an, a candidate. I mean, there was clearly developmental issues or alpha dog leadership issues. There's something there with Jarrett Stidham. But we don't know what Mac Jones is going to be. Well, but Mac Jones had the best season in the history of college football for a quarterback, or one of them most recently. He led his team to a national title for Nick Saban's scheme and program and all that. So you think Bill Bill would be – more okay with turning it over to Mac Jones because of who he is. And well, like who he, he is, where he, he thinks from. he thinks the team would recognize that more, I guess, and not have an issue if he turned it over to Jared Sidham. I, I mean, we're kind of we're kind of uh I don't even know what the word we're we're making a lot of guesses, taking a lot of liberties here right. with different things. But I, I would just start with like I thought it was over dramatic. Remember when Jordan Palmer said 
that Jared Stidham was making the greatest jump in the history of sports, like going from the Auburn offense to the Patriots offense and that whole thing. Mac Jones isn't like it's, it's a much shorter jump and there's a comfort level. I would have to think with his leadership and maybe I'm buying too much into all of what he brings to the table. Do you think when you say it's Mac Jones's team, is that from week one? Again, I think there is at least a, you know, 30 to 40% chance Mac Jones could win this job this offseason, this summer. Be then the, I'm I mean, for it. Like, then I'm for it. Just, just if, you, if you know during training camp that Mac Jones is your guy, have him be the week one starter and even release Cam Newton. Like, there's no need for him on the roster if you, if you believe Mac Jones is the guy. Because I think that there could be an issue there with, with Newton being around the team as a backup. Like, I don't think he's going to handle – would handle it well, and I think he has his so-called guys in the locker room that might not like. Yeah, I think that there's a very – I think if there's a 30% chance that Mac Jones wins the job in August, mm-hmm. then I think there's a better than 30% chance that Cam Newton is then released. I do. I still think some of the money he's getting this year is make good money. It's when Bill said, look at – I mean, had a million no dollars. money. Yeah, like – I think he gave him a little something, something for the effort last year. That's on this year's book. So now the one thing I was joking with my son, because this is going to be the story for now through August. Hopefully we get to watch a lot of it. See what happens if Jared Stidham is by far the best quarterback on the practice field. Uh, Bill's got a problem. then. <laughs> like, can you imagine Cam Newton and Mac Jones as your backup quarterbacks to the starter, Jared Stidham. Like one day you could be like, all right, it was just one day. But if, if he like stacks together like two and three, you're like, whoa, wait a minute here. Like what if it's as obvious as it can be in that setting? Like, yeah. Like, that like, would... he, like he's better than Cam Newton and, and uh, Jones is struggling to learn the offense and whatever. Right. Yeah, that... And maybe Mac Jones like sprains an ankle so he's he misses you know four or five days of practices and that sets him back like every i think that would be the most phenomenal story adding to all these phenomenal stories that we go through in new england and the patriots and brady and all that um i'm not saying i'm predicting that by any means well i was just just gonna say what's your percentage that jared stidham is the week one starter pretty low okay single digits but I'm saying there's a chance. He's never gotten his chance. You never know. I know. And I I already know I don't think Cam Newton's going to be great. Do I think Cam Newton's going to be better? I absolutely do. I think there's every reason, COVID, experience, comfort, offseason, talent, every reason to believe he'll be better. But is he better enough to be good, to help this team? And, you know, you have all these – uh, organizational mandate theories thrown out there that Robert Kraft is all worked up and we got to get to the playoffs and we got to win and we got to this. So you got to make decisions for the relative short term, not just the long term. So is, is Mac the good quarterback? Well, what, I mean, Robert goes out to practice every day, right? What if every day Robert goes, Bill, how come Stidham's the best quarterback every time I'm out? Like, right. I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. Robert, he had a lot of glowing quotes about Stidham in his press conference conference call this offseason. So. Right. Yeah. And, he, you know, he was quick to point out Jared's doing a great job organizing the workouts on the yeah. West Coast. And I'm just, just planting that seed, food for thought, as we go down the summer to just – it's going to be an easy Cam or Mac, Mac or Cam, three letters, different order 
Oh, Stidham's still here. Oh, Stidham's still practicing. Oh, Stidham has been here longer than both of these two guys combined. Oh, Stidham has more experience in the system. Just saying. Any uh, national thoughts on the schedule? Did you get a chance to look at some other games that are just thoughts on it that you wanted to throw out there? You know, one of the things I, I was reading, Judy Batista had a long piece of various thoughts on games and sort of the Packers, like, and they had, she had a quote saying they couldn't really, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers stuff was too late in the process. So they kind of just had to treat them as the NFC title game Packers, yep. not, oh, we're going to pull the plug because he might not be there. And they are treated like a, they have a bunch of primetime games and the NFL is like, well, if he's there, then they're good. If he's not there, then it's a big story still. And they're still the Packers and he's doing jeopardy, whatever. Yep. Um, I, I thought that was a little bit interesting. There's certainly a lot of projections here. I mean, you have Brady, but we also have to remember the Bucks weren't great last regular season. They had their ups and downs, right? For sure. I mean, to me, if you're, if you're going to have a marketable bankable team right now in the NFL, it's, it's the chiefs, right? It's, yep. it's, it's always the chiefs it's Patrick Mahomes even when he sucks and he's you know throwing incompletions he throws cool incompletions that everybody's entertained with everybody's gonna watch the chiefs play regardless of like the record or opponent like because they they're an exciting team to watch you want to see Mahomes play the quarterback right um rewinding just a second I saw some ridiculousness out there that people think Brady versus the Patriots is going to have like 100 million viewers or something are people Uh, drunk yeah, no. Like, what are they talking about? Like, it'll probably be the most watched game of the season, but it, not yeah. not a hundred, not a hundred million. No. Like, what do those games even do? Don't they do like thirty million? I was just gonna say, wasn't weren't the Super Bowls in the thirty million dollar thirty million range? No, Super Bowls are much higher than that. But I'm saying Sunday Night Football. I think they do like thirty million. Super Bowls do like a hundred million, ninety million, ninety six million, something like that. I don't know. But do they really think that game's going to draw on a Super Bowl level? Because I don't. So the 2021 Super Bowl got 96.4 million viewers. Yes, you're right. That's the – excuse me, I almost swore a bad swear. (laughs) That's the Super Bowl. Right. People have parties. They, like, plan for it for weeks. They – like, it's the biggest game in all of sports. This is an October 3rd Sunday night football game. Um, Yes, yeah, um, last year, Sunday Night Football averaged 16.8 million viewers. So, so they're not getting to 100, sorry. People think this is going to be six or seven times more popular than ever. Yeah, no. I, I, I just, I don't see it. I, maybe I'm way off on this. No. It would stun me if it got to 50 million. I was going to say 50 would be like a, a big stretch. Eye-opening. Yeah. And I, I think if, if I'm the NFL, I take one of the biggest victory laps ever. If I get a regular season game to get 50 million viewers, I don't even see that as a reality. Okay, sorry. So let's get back. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't take a I don't know. I struggle with these like like the Josh Allen. Um, I don't know which week it is, it's like week five or six, I think. Yeah, the Josh Allen and Chiefs game. Like a rematch. It's, it's the week after the um, Patriots Bucks game on Sunday Night Football. Like, obviously, it doesn't have the storyline, but that's a good, fun, young quarterbacks conference, the yep. whole thing. Like, that's a good football game. That's a game that Andy Hart, the fan, wants to watch. Same thing week two with um, the Ravens and the Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. Right. 
you know, you have the whole uh, sooner or later is Lamar Jackson going to get over the hump? Can it blah, 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 blah. Like, first of all, if the Chiefs are on, as you said, I'll watch the Chiefs. Um, but beyond that, like the Browns, I, I'm intrigued by the, some of the new faces, like, but the, like the, the Patriots Colts, for example, which yep. is the weird, um, could be Saturday, Saturday could be Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Like Carson Wentz. I mean, he could stink by then be good by then or be hurt by then. Yep. Like that's a major unknown. That's one of the bigger wild card games of the season. That could be a, a very tough game on the road, or it could be a layup win because they stink. And it could be a very tough game against a team you're competing maybe for a playoff spot with. Like a, right. if they if you if they're in the 11 win range, like you think, that could be a playoff caliber opponent and matchup where that could decide, you know, a wild card mat, uh, game or, or seed. The one thing that I just looked at saw a tweet from uh, amount of primetime games by team. So here are the other teams that have three primetime games. Giants, Chargers, Titans, Browns, Cardinals, Washington football team. Like that seems like, so that's the mix the Patriots are talking about. That's a weird mix though. I thought the same thing, like the Chargers and Titans and Browns, you kind of want to be with, but the Giants, Cardinals and Washington football team, like, I don't know. That, that seemed weird. The Washington one is the weirdest of all. Why? That's, that's got to be circumstantial. That, that has to be they're the that makes no sense to me maybe they uh because they they do love the nfc east so maybe i guess but who, who, yeah dallas, like, that one makes sense with dallas the cardinals have young stars they're right, murray, yeah, yeah and murray yeah. that whole thing the titans are a good team they have you know some continuity of stars with Tannehill and henry yep. even Vrabel, i think has kind of become a a draw as a coach as much as a coach can be the giants with daniel jones they're still kind of that people kind of want to still see what he is yeah and i I mean obviously new york is is a big market saquon barkley comes back they had a big sign like yeah i mean it's it's a weird group but the the redskins that just kind of that surprises me yeah i don't really understand that and then I, I didn't get a chance. Usually I like to look at the Thanksgiving games. I haven't gotten there that far yet in the schedule. Did you get a chance to look at that? Uh, I didn't, but why don't we go to it right now? I mean, that's just – and there's games on Christmas this year. That's another I, – I, I don't know if you're a fan of those holiday games. I am. I think we have two. I'm a, uh, I'm a fan when I'm not uh, working it. Well, we fortunately we won't be this year. It's the Browns and Packers and Colts and Cardinals on Christmas. Those are those pretty good games, you would think, right well, now. That, I mean, that's an example. If that's Blake Bortles or Jordan Love, it might not be quite as good a game with the Packers. Oh, you're right. It's the it's the league committing to the Packers and kind of like what, for the last few weeks, the schedule makers. Do we really want to scramble and basically redo everything we did? You 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 probably can't. And what was the other one? Um. Was Browns Packers. Sorry, Colts um, Cardinals. Good game. It could be could unless be. Carson Wentz stinks or isn't the quarterback. Like that's a that's a less. But yes, Browns Packers on Christmas Day after I you know have eaten. What time's that? You get you get the schedule. No, no time. I didn't see any time Because um, that one interests me. And like I said, yeah, put football on. It's like Thanksgiving when you're done eating or whatever. You put football on. Everybody hangs out in front of the TV. Or oh, does they're gonna have to flip the times of these games. That they have the Packers game at four thirty and the Colts game at eight fifteen. 
yeah i would i i would but and then uh thanksgiving is bears and lions raiders cowboys bills saints nightcap that's not a bad one yeah bill saints again who knows what their quarterback situation necessarily is with Jameis winston but um I'm probably a little too in on the Bills. I think the Bills are kind of fun to watch. I think they're a fun football team to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, Josh Allen isn't Patrick Mahomes, but he, like, you don't really know what's going to happen on every play. So he has that sort of element there where he could, you know, make a 40-yard touchdown throw on basically a, a, a dead play. And I would also argue we don't really know what he is because Patrick Mahomes came right out of the gates, MVP, 50 touchdowns. He was r- ridiculous. Josh Allen has been growing every year. Yep. If he takes another jump this year, like he did into last season, Josh Allen is now on legit. Now Bill can't say he's not really an MVP candidate. Right now he is if he takes another big leap right. in this in this season. So yeah, Josh Allen, primetime games, holiday games. I'm all for that. I'm fine what, with that. What would you, I, mean, I don't, you obviously don't have the Bills record in front of you, but what, what would you say their record could be this year? Um, without seeing their schedule right. specific, I mean, to me, they should be a 12 win, 13 win team. So they and could it, potentially like, if things go the way you see the Patriots, they could run away with the division. Yes. Cause I also don't think much of the dolphins. Yep. Um, so yeah, if the bills are who I think they kind of should be, they should control the division, maybe not run away with it, quote unquote, but control the the division from pretty much start to finish yes and i i just want to caution i want every remember when you say a team's a 12 win team now that doesn't mean what it used to mean no it doesn't you have an extra game and i don't right know exactly how you it's like they were like a normal year they're an 11 and a half win team i guess yeah something something like that but i think they're you know even 13 and a 13 win team let's say that used to be a really good football team right well, now 13 and four is good, but it's not as impressive as 13 and three. Right. Obvious. Correct. Stating the obvious. But. All right. Time for you to rip Mike Lombardi. Okay. So Mike Lombardi has said the Patriots should red shirt Mac Jones, as you've sort of alluded to. Maybe Cam yeah. wins the job. And then I read a column like a week later, and Mike Lombardi is writing a thousand words about why there's no really other option than for the Bears to start Justin Fields all year long. And I'm like, the hell is going on here you're talking out of both sides of your mouth when there's like kind of the same situation in both places like he literally writes like what's the point of starting andy dalton so he can throw an interception in the postseason if he gets there at all like well what's the point of starting cam newton he's on a one-year deal the i would say to take it a step further i don't know that the team owner in chicago has said we need to solidify the quarterback position and left out the guy's name who's there now andy dalton like Robert Kraft said it's either Jared Stidham or whoever we bring in. So in Robert Kraft's mind, it's Stidham or Mac Jones, not Cam Newton. So I think this is a case where Lombardi was doing one thing from a fob sense, friend of Bill Belichick. And I don't know if that's simply, you know, temper expectations and yeah. like make it make it greater when Mac does start because, wow, I, you know, I thought they should have redshirted him, but he was just so good that they couldn't possibly redshirt him if he's playing some kind of game there, I, I don't even know exactly what he's doing, but the way he's talked and written about Mac Jones in new England and the way he's talked and written about Justin Fields for Chicago are complete opposites. 
and I don't really understand why. It's kind of on the same lines when he said that um, – what was it? That Mac Jones is a good fit for the Patriots because of the throwing mechanics? Or oh, just, yeah, Justin Fields was a his, bad fit. Yes, because of his throwing mechanics. mechanics. But Cam yeah. Newton's man, his mechanics must be great then, right? I think, I think Lombardi has struggled to do whatever he's trying to do you know, my old Charlotte's web, what a wondrous web we weave when we work to deceive kind of thing. But that blew my mind when, and I'm not saying either team should or shouldn't start. Right. Really but anybody. when you're talking about somebody in the literally the exact same position and yeah. you're you, like you said to me last, whatever, a couple of days ago, you're going to flip flop the names and the story and you could make the point. Right. Now I will say the one difference or the biggest difference is Bill Belichick in New England, Matt Nagy in Chicago, like Nagy's coaching for his job. Some people thought they should have cleaned house this offseason. Yeah. But then I would also argue, well, you can talk yourself into either quarterback then. Like if he's coaching for his job, maybe he wants the veteran who theoretically Andy Dalton's had a pretty good career. Maybe he can right. sneak you into the playoffs. Whereas maybe or- Justin Fields and he's not that good. And all of a sudden you're a three win team and you're out, even though you're building towards the future with a franchise QB. Right. I mean, that's a little different in new England. Although there's some people that think bill should be on the hot seat relatively soon in new England. If, if things don't start to go in the right direction, I think that's idiotic. I think that's ridiculous. I I, like I don't really care what happens with the quarterback position this year, this September, this October, November, Bill Belichick's still the, the best coach for this football team, in my opinion. Do you have any other uh, – we talked about it a little bit on the past podcast, the whole Ernie Adams, Bill, uh, Matt Patricia, like how that enter – how that's going to work? Uh, well, I – yeah, I think Matt has a chance to fill a lot of those roles uh, because of his unique background, because – you believe Ben Bowen, who says this is a sign that he could take over for Bill? Uh, not really. I don't really understand. I actually wonder, you know, how everybody, you know, um, I've joked, well, not really joked, talked about Seth Wickersham's truly a dynastic succession that he wants Steve Belichick to take over, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the pushback on that is why would Jonathan Kraft like just sign off on that? It's his future team. Like he's just going to let the coach hire his own son or push his own son. Right. Well, Matt Patricia is like, the third Belichick son to some degree. Like he almost might be too close to bill in that I could see Jonathan. And I keep saying Jonathan, because at some point he's going to be the one in charge. Yeah. Like I could see Jonathan saying, Nope, I want like a fresh start. Bill's gone. So Bill's regime is gone. We're starting over. We're going a new direction. And I don't, I don't think Matt Patricia is a new direction. He's, he's very an extension of bill. Right. So but do you think he views um, Josh dif- and differently than that? Um, I do, but I don't really know why. I mean, he, no, would like, probably... I, I know you're, you didn't say anything, but I know what you're saying like Josh, yeah, like, because Josh has been somewhere else. He's been on his own. Like, I guess yeah. Matt has too, but like, it, yeah, they just have different vibes. They have different vibes and personalities. And I don't know why I differentiate. Maybe that's not fair. Maybe Jonathan wouldn't, maybe Jonathan would say like, Yep, you left and you came crawling back to Bill. You left, you came crawling back to Bill. You are Bill, guys. But I guess like Josh is viewed differently around the league than Matt is. I see. I don't know because Josh was vilified when he first came back from Denver, and then I think he kind of, to some degree, has rebuilt his 
reputation well, is often are t- when you talk about like someone in another city they have a lot more faith than josh mcdaniels if they were ever if he would ever be the coach of their team than that patricia yes i i would agree with that we'll see where that goes this year because he is fighting now well what'd you ever do without tom brady, tom brady. like that kind of thing and in a way I mean, Patricia's is, what did you ever do without Bill Belichick? You ran a defense for a defensive-minded coach. Were you even yeah, the guy? And like, even the argument could be made the defense has played better without him. Well, a lot of people believe that the defense was more aggressive, played better I, when Flores took over. I'm and, fully of that mindset. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, to some I degree. I just like the styles. I think Patricia's style is too, was too laid back. To, see, but that's where I struggle. Like, I still think it's Bill. Like. I know those guys have a big hand in it yep. and maybe it's on them to convince bill, you know, maybe Brian Flores did a better job convincing bill. No, 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 bill. We need to do a little more of this. We need to be a little more yep. aggressive, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the, yeah, I don't, I can't see Matt Patricia being the next head coach of the Patriots. I think there's a better chance of Matt Patricia being like the next GM of a team or, but for the, for the here and for the now, you know, we talked a little bit about this, uh, whatever it was a week or two weeks ago, I do think he could take on significant roles in, in an Ernie Adams style in the coach's booth. And you know, that, that again, keeps him separate from Steve Belichick and a different yep. role, not looking over his defensive shoulder, so to speak. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I just can't see him being the next head coach of the page. Uh, sorry, Ben. Uh, the, you wrote it about early this week. I think we could see some things on game day with that the Ernie Adams, like the whole boo thing coming yep. up. Cause you talked, you wrote it. Um, Josh's guy was, was Nick Serio in the yep. box. He doesn't have his guy and Bill's guy was Ernie and Ernie's no longer there. So I think that that could be something to sort of a minor storyline, but in a big close game could come up as being a thing, you know, that plays out. And remember there were some criticisms in that area last year personnel and penalties and timeouts and bad challenges and now it's going to theoretically get worse because you lost lost your comfort level of those two guys casario and and adams and if matt patricia fills some of it i don't know how much of it i don't know who would necessarily fill it for josh like that I think there's a lot of questions there and sort of the, like we've been so focused on the mechanics and the collaborative effort of the draft. Now it's time to turn the page. Like what are the mechanics and collaborative effort of the, the retooled day of game duties? And no one really knows like how big of an impact like Ernie and and Nick were on game day. Like, were they like really guiding Josh and, and was Ernie really telling Bill when to do things? Like, I don't, I don't think it's that, but the, there's still a percentage there. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. We don't know the percentages. It he leaned on Ernie for the 10 most important percent of the decisions or 80% of all decisions. Like if it was a timeout, if it was a challenge, was that like all in the Ernie? Super Bowl? Was Ernie the one telling him not to call a timeout in the Seattle game or was it Bill? Like we don't know. Right. That. Right. And, and we never really will. Bill, I mean, yeah. who, who knows where that goes, but I just think that's one of those things. We're all going to fixate on the quarterback and the new roster Behind the scenes, that could be something to keep an eye on. Any other uh, lingering Patriot-related thoughts? We've had uh, a couple of guys talk on conference calls, video conferences, but nothing like earth-shattering. James White's back. 
James White's back. Um, Dietrich think, Wise is back. Dietrich Wise is back. I don't, I mean, I don't know that there's much there. I mean, some of the discussion I think we're going to have going forward. I mean, I, it seems like most Patriots are going to be working out the rookies. Yeah, Reese had the report, 50-plus players, which I thought was pretty significant. Right. Now, one of them was not James White because he did his video call from, I think, not around here, it looked like, right? I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Possibly. He did it from home. but he... Yeah, you're right. He, I, I don't want to jump to conclusions. You're right. That's not fair. Um, but I think that's a topic we're going to be monitoring. Um, Patriots league-wide, he talked a little bit about it, you know, they, they learned different things last year and how to prepare their bodies and different things. And this is becoming an, an NFLPA issue and players pushing back. I don't think it's great. I, I hate that great. Tom Brady's the face of this, by the way. Yeah, I don't even understand that. I, I, if I were a like young player, I'd tell Tom Brady to go blow himself. Like You used to work really hard and be the first one in and the last right. one out. Plus, last year you got to Tampa – and you were doing illegal workouts on private school. And you're well, telling me. There was me actually what- like when the pandemic was in full swing. Right. And now you're telling me who, if I make it, will make 700K that, no, 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 you shouldn't go. You should tell the coaches to go screw them. So, like, right. why don't you mind, you s- skate your lane, stay in your lane. And your lane is billionaires. And you know, I was going to say, go, go on yachts to the Bahamas, yeah. whatever. Right. You enjoy your off season, but I'll, I'm actually like, I'm in a different place in my life. Right. Like I, I mean, I think I mentioned to this to you, we were talking at one point, like ever since the lawsuits that he's put his name on, I think he's gotten in with Demora Smith and the NFL PA. And this was, you know, they probably I wonder why, with, like, is it like a legacy thing for him? He wants to like say he was involved in all this. Maybe, or maybe he just feels like he's giving back, like he's using his stature maybe. and his name to yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I agree with you. He's not Matthew Slater, Ted Karras's guys like that. To me, should be advising the rank and file kind of players. Like, not. I mean, yeah, it just I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me. I, I yeah, don't. it's not the guy you want. I, sure, it's great that it's Tom Brady, but he doesn't represent the common NFL guy. No. Like, just like I wouldn't want Peyton Manning, or I wouldn't want. Right. I don't know. I want somebody even. I'm not saying you can't make a lot of money, but like Joe Tooney would be a, a, a guy that's making $80 million, highest paid ever at his position. But as a fourth round pick, I think he knows a little bit. I, I just, I don't know. It's weird, but no, I would not want Tom Brady. It's kind of like, in, I don't know, like another sport, like uh, baseball. Like I don't think Mike Trout is leading the NFL, the MLB PA negotiations. Right. Or even Bryce Harper. Yeah. Who, was like going to be the number one pick or whatever out of high school week. We knew about him forever. He was like destined to be this. I want a guy that scuffled around the minor leagues for a few years and then got his shot and had to go through arbitration and like just more experience through the process. Not. Yeah. You've been in the league 20 years. You have seven super bowl rings. You used to work hard and go to OTAs and said they were important. Then you stopped going to them. Then you started going to them when nobody was supposed to go to them. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Why well, listen? This is where this is where people think I'm a Brady hater. I just I don't know. I, I just, you could like you said, you could you don't want Peyton Manning being that guy either. No, I Manny. don't want any any like super silver spoon superstar. Yeah. I don't think you know like 
yeah, you got your 50 million guaranteed. You got your 70 million guaranteed. I got nothing guaranteed. I'm trying to carve out year four to get to my pension or year five to do this. Like, yeah, I, it's weird, but it's going to be an issue. It's definitely going to be an issue because they're, they're pushing the point. They're using any excuse they can to not be at facilities as much, work out as much. And I think in the long haul, I don't think it's good for the game. I don't think it's good for teams and execution and talent. I I can get on. I understand where the players are coming from, but I think it's somewhere in the middle where you need to have like a, maybe it's mandated. Maybe it's, it's structured so that it's more valued for the younger players. Like there seems to be some different language. Cause I do think it's valuable for the younger players and, and new guys to the teams. But for somebody like Devin McCourty, it's probably useless. But the, right. the language needs to be changed. Yeah, I, I, I don't I'm not going to pretend I have the full answer. I know I posed the idea we talked about it of having a couple more mandatory things for everybody in this span and then voluntary stuff in between where a lot of young and developmental players might show up. I don't know the answer, but um, I don't think everybody's doing less is the answer necessarily long-term a for careers, but B for like good football, good teams, good team production. So anything else you want to hit on before we wrap this up? No, I think we've gone long enough. We started with the schedule. We drifted over into Brady land and Mac Jones Lombardi lands. I think we've covered a pretty uh, fair amount. Uh, Hopefully the stuff comes up for us to talk about next week. There doesn't really, there's nothing like on the uh, calendar that there is to talk about, but stuff always comes up. There's always something to talk about. We'll be talking about rookies or who well, knows. Mini, camp, mini camps this weekend. Some teams allow the media to be there, not Patriots. Yeah, we haven't really – we don't have a lot of definition as to what we're going to have access to in the coming – We certainly do not. Weeks and months, so. Because, like, OT, no OTAs are coming up. Like, right. in a normal year, we would be at Gillette probably the next week or two. Yes. So, we should have something at some point. We just can't tell you what. If you want to know more, ask the Patriots. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed your schedule. Maybe you'll get to go out to a game this year because fans will be back full capacity at Gillette Stadium. So get your tickets. Everybody wants to go to the Bucks game. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya.